JR, you're one of the most effective communicators I know. What's your secret? Oh, thanks. Uh, I just think recognizing communication is a skill, and skills can be improved, so I just try and actively improve my communication skills. I got that dish. Hey y'all, it's Onika and JR and you are dishing with Dainty Dish. How you doing today, JR? I'm doing lovely. How are you doing? I'm doing really well. What was with that question? Hold on. I want to tell you about my weekend. Nobody cares. Okay. No, I'm just kidding. What's going, on? What's, going on? What's going on? Happy birthday once again to my mom. She turned 65 last week. I went down to the Durham region and I spent some time with her. It was awesome uh, spending some time with the family. And uh, then I worked this weekend and that was it. That's all I wanted to say. That's all I wanted to say. Okay. You were asking me what's up with the question at the top of the yeah, yeah. show. What was going on with that? Well... I kind of been doing a lot of reflecting, you know, as I've been writing and doing a lot of reading, more reading than I, I normally had been before and listening to more podcasts. Like I realize the people that I'm engaging with are really effective communicators and I don't think I'm the most effective communicator, but I know my ability to communicate has gotten me out of one or two jams when it comes to my mental health. And so I thought we'd talk about effective communicating today and how Sometimes when you're experiencing a mental health crisis, it's something you definitely need to learn to have. Okay, cool. All right. So a big part of communication is critical thinking. Okay. Now, for me, I would say I developed my critical thinking skills at a fairly young age. Uh, out of necessity, I was always a very analytical little girl, always asking questions, always asking why to get to the root cause of the you know the situation and get the answers. And um, I feel like that is one of the most necessary things, being able to ask those questions and, and analyze situations to come up with a conclusion or a judgment for your, for your analysis. Like that is a huge part of what critical thinking is. I don't know. I guess mine comes from my dad just saying, think, <laughs> you know, think every, after every action. He's like, think, like, why'd you do that? Think, you know, and it just kind of grew from there. So I don't know. That's interesting. You say that I would, I would be reminded of my mom. Anytime I asked her a word that I didn't understand, she'd say, go look it up in the dictionary. Yeah. And, I've, I've been through that. <laughs> you've been through that one. Mm-hmm. It's just a, it's just an interesting way of, that's how she communicated to me that I needed to learn this lesson on my own. Mm-hmm. Another key part of communication is knowing what being an effective communicator is. So, for instance, being engaged in a conversation. See, that was an example of me not being engaged in the conversation. <laughs> you left. You left. A, you left a little opening there for me to jump in. I guess is that where you were trying to. Yeah. We're trying to prove there. Okay. Um, I don't know. I think it all comes down to, in communication, I think it comes down to uh, hearing and listening. 
Ooh. Yeah. So you could be listening to somebody, but you're not hearing them. Uh, and you asked me how I how I developed my my communication skills. It was mm-hmm. because I, I worked as a server and a bartender for like through school and stuff. So mm-hmm. um, you spend so much time having to take someone's order. You have to listen to what they're saying. You have to write it down. You have to repeat it back to them. You know. So and even though it's like a mundane task, you you kind of learn to hear what people are saying, um, and then you pick up on the little things like. Uh, substitutions is this uh, an allergy is it just uh, some sort of preference mm-hmm. uh, and you just you have to write things down you have to be quick you have to you know and the whole the whole process is based off of that initial communication so when when the, when the customer the guest says I want uh, a glass of water with ice and lemon with you know a salad you have to effectively mm-hmm. hear what they said um, be listening but you have to hear what they said write it down and then you know communicate it back to them so what i have for you is a a water with lemon uh and a salad you know and you do that for a couple of years and (laughs) (laughs) you learn to be able to you you hear things you pay attention i struggle with this do you i do i do um i think from what i remember i learned the difference between hearing and listening in my first year university uh, psych class I can't remember the teacher's name but he was an awesome guy and um, he just explained to us the difference between hearing and listening so I proceeded to take that information and go home to my mother and start saying to her when she was saying something I didn't want to hear or listen to that I'm hearing you but I'm not listening to you super disrespectful I'm so sorry mom for all the times I said that to you but I finally, I, I learned my lesson about what hearing was and what listening was. Mm-hmm. Hearing is background noise. It's the TV that's on behind you or the streetcar that's, you know, outside your window or the screaming that happens at three in the morning by your apartment building, whatever. Uh, but listening, you have to actively listen. You have to be, it's an intention. Do you know what I'm saying? Like it's, it, it has to be purposeful and it has to, to have intention when you're listening. And you say you struggle with this, even though you know what it you know what it means to do to the you know the difference between hearing and listening, but you struggle with this. I I struggle with it because I think sometimes I I can be a defensive listener. So maybe it's the inability to sometimes read people's verbal or phys- or nonverbal cues, um, not necessarily the verbal but the nonverbal. I I tend to get my back up in conversations, and we've been in conversations like this many a time, Jr. I know we have, um, where you'll say something to me, and I'll take in a, pers- a personal offense to it without having the entire picture or the entire portion of information that I need to analyze the situation. It's like I jump the gun sometimes. Do you know what I'm saying? So I I, str- I still struggle with it. Like I I find that. Overall, I'm I, I know how to actively listen and I try to actively listen, but I still struggle with hearing versus listening. I would agree with everything you said there, um, because you definitely uh, you, you hear sometimes you don't listen. Uh, yeah, it's it's fun to have a conversation with you where I'll say something and you'll just go off on a tangent and then ultimately you'll, you'll say, you'll repeat the exact same thing that yes. I said. I'm just like, <laughs> I've done it on the show. <laughs> like, you're, not lis- you're not listening. Like what's going on with you? So yeah, I mean, 
I don't know. Like you, you, you know what you know you're doing it, but you don't care. I mean, that's what has no, to come down no, to. no. It's not that I don't care. Maybe it's that I don't care with you. I don't know. Um, but I would hope to the outside world it wouldn't come across as that I don't care. I think it's just something I simply struggle with. You're selfish. Could be. Could be that I'm selfish. Could be that I'm narcissistic. We had an episode on that uh, the last uh, couple months, if you guys want to listen in on that one, the narcissism episode. Um, Yeah, yeah. We we just described your personality, Yeah, basically. And we're describing me right now. Um, So who knows? Who knows what it could be? Uh, I just kind of feel like it's it's something I'm, I'm constantly working on. You know, I'm in the field of communication, in my job and with this podcast and I hope that the messages that I send out are received and I hope that the messages that come in I listen to so um, listening to guests how hard is that for you? um, it can be challenging because all of our guests have had such amazing and interesting stories and I find I'll take like I said when I was talking about you I'll take one part of a story and I'll think oh I have a question I have a question about that. And I don't jot things down. I kind of try to remember the question in my head. But in the midst of trying to remember that one specific question, I've lost some pertinent information in the conversation. Yes, absolutely. That happens to me all the time. I'm so sorry to my guests I had. And sometimes I'll even forget the question, to be honest with you. like It all gets jumbled up in my brain, and I'll forget the question. But in the last couple of um, All Kinds of Crazy, I've tried to just actively listen, and I've tried to go with the flow of the conversation. I know you always talk about flow. Um, and I've tried to go with the flow of the conversation and, and really just actively listen to what my guests are saying, because I'm genuinely interested. But I wanted to talk also about nonverbal and verbal communication and the importance of both. Which do you think is more important, nonverbal or verbal communication, JR? What's more important? That's which a, that, do you think ranks I, ranks higher? I, I can't answer that question. You can't answer they, that question? Because they both, uh, they rank equally. Or at times, one may rank higher than the other. It all depends. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, our language, our verbal communication evolved and is derived from our nonverbal communication. Like, language was not one of the first things that um, was in common amongst even different human populations, right? Mm-hmm. Like, we spoke different languages, um, but we could still figure things out that this is a friend versus this is a, a foe based on, you know, nonverbal cues. So, I don't know. Can't wreck them. I think that was the best answer. Oh. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> Woo! Ten points for me. <laughs> um, verbal communication, that doesn't, that doesn't challenge me, really. I, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with verbal communication. Nonverbal communication, don't know if I could always read the cues. You just said you have a problem listening, so you do have a challenge with verbal communication. Maybe that's your problem. What? You can't. You don't understand what the, the where where where, <laughs> where um, listening comes into play in the communication spectrum. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the problem? That might be the problem. You're like, I'm a great verbal communicator. No, I'm a. T- you know what I am? I'm not a great verbal communicator. Let's change that. I was born to talk. 
now the problem is sometimes I'm not born to listen. That's the that's the the crux of it. That's you know that's complete, I, I could say, that's complete bull. I could I could speak the word. The spoken language is not difficult for me, but the um it's the listening part we spoke about earlier. Just because you're saying something and it might make sense doesn't mean it has value. The point is, I'm a talker. Anyone okay. who meets me knows I'm a talker. Okay, and but I was, sometimes, sometimes my challenge lies in the listening part. Okay, and that's but, what I'm saying. And I was adding to that by saying that just because you can talk and you what you're saying makes sense doesn't mean it's providing value. Well, I would hope what I say makes sense and provides value. One would hope that too, but that doesn't mean it's necessarily the truth. <laughs> But one will hope. And so, go ahead. So we're anyway. I was just saying that we we have to be able to accept and say that we are not the best at something, and there's always room for improvement. There's always always room for improvement. There's always room for improvement for me, for you, for everybody listening. There's always room for improvement. So I, if I said I was the best, and I will hear it when I listen back to this no, episode. No, no, no. I didn't say you were saying you were the best. I just I, said you were, said you were a talker. Uh, yeah, and I still I still think I'm a talker. Some of the stuff that comes out of my mouth is complete BS. I'm willing to admit that. And that's what and that is where I was extending, the, extending yeah, what you yeah, said. Based yeah. on you said I'm a talker. I said okay, just because that the words make sense doesn't mean they provide value. And you just confirmed that by yeah, saying I, some, I, of, some of the BS. stuff is BS. Okay, I have a so, BA in BS, so it's, okay, it's, so, it's entirely uh, possible. <sighs> communication, communication. <laughs> Let me tell you. I struggle with it on a daily basis, but I'm doing the best that I can. Guys, just know I'm doing the best for you that I can. Okay? Um, Talking to and talking at. Do I do this? I'm not sure exactly what talking to and talking at actually means. So So, talking to is us having a conversation, an exchange of words. Um, Talking at is more something you would do maybe in the heat of anger or... Um, if you're completely uninterested in what the other person has to say, or if you're mansplaining, mansplaining is a really good example of talking. What is mansplaining? When you explain to a woman something she already knows. And okay, that, like that, a common that, thing. That definition by that doesn't even that doesn't even make sense. Say it, say it again. Like a common thing. Like if you were to explain to her how to use the water fountain in the in your in your office, she's new. Let's say she's new, and you're like, oh, and this is how you use the water fountain. You just push this button right here, lower it down, put the cup underneath, fill it with water. Okay, lift the lever up, and there you go. You have a cup of water. So providing someone with... Oh, so if you decide to help someone and they happen to be your man and it happens to be a woman, and she deems that it is something that she should already know, or she already knows that's mansplaining is what you're telling me? Um... Something more, not that she deems she should already know, something that's just already known. Like, you don't need to explain it. Like, saying something like, stop at the red light. Which is something that you might say to anybody. Or, stop at the red light, because if you don't, we can crash the car. Which is something you would say to anybody. But when a man sometimes says it to a woman, it is called mansplaining. Oh, I'm sure there's a definition in the urban dictionary well, I, for I, it. I just, I uh, know, because based on that example, I've been in a car with a buddy who was a male who was driving, 
And I was like, do you not see it's a red light? You need to stop. You're going to go through it. You're going to kill us. Mm-hmm. So if I had done that to a woman, that would have been me mansplaining. Essentially. Essentially. That's, that's what you're saying. Essentially. Okay, so what you're mansplaining isn't a real thing. Okay. Um... <laughs> Anyway, moving forward, I, I'm just I'm just trying to get an understanding. I'm just, it's, oh it's god, not a, it's not a real. Please, thing. I'm begging you, look it, it up because I could real, be wrong. It's not a real. Like, look it up. It's a thing. But it has it's nothing to do with mental health, so like, we, we don't need to we don't need to worry about it. So just let's keep going. It, no, but talking to and talking at you, as I said, you talk at usually in the heat of like the moment, or you're in the heat of you're in the heat of passion. So, how what what kind of example can I give of talking at? It basically happens when you don't listen to the other party. You don't give them a word in edgewise, and you just just keep going and going and going. Okay. So has anyone ever talked at you? Of course. And what was that experience like? It's been it's been there's been a spectrum of emotions. It's there's been uh anger, there's been confusion, <laughs> there's been there's been terror, there's been and then there's absolutely there's been like just sheer Hilarity in in some situations. So I mean, there's been a spectrum of things that have happened because of someone talking at me. Yeah. Uh, I can't. I just it's the spectrum was so real just now. Like what do you it was, mean? It was so real because I was like, I thought you were gonna go. There's been anger. There's been denial. There's been acceptance. Like. No. I thought that's the direction you were going for me. It's anger. It's just straight up anger to rage. Really? Anger to rage. Like having someone talk at me, especially if they're saying some like something completely just out of this world. That's like, the thing. Wrong. If it's out, you know? if it's if it's out of this world and it's crossed a certain line and it's out of this world, it's like, oh, you're hilarious. Like, like it just you, drives you're me gonna to wish, rage. It's gonna be like you're gonna wish you're gonna feel so dumb when you're done talking. Because when you're done talking, I'm gonna mansplain for you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna mansplain for you. What's up? I'm mansplain like, for you. What's up? And yeah, you're gonna understand. No, it just drives me to rage because you know they're gonna talk that BS to some other unsuspecting victim that doesn't you know necessarily know how to effectively communicate, and it's gonna stick in their head. Like it's gonna stick in their head. Yeah. What does it say? <laughs> what does it say? What does it say? Honestly, uh, it, we have it, this is a completely offline conversation. <laughs> we're just we're having it offline. Like I'm like a mansplaining. I, I looked it up. It's a com- this is a complete offline uh, conversation. <laughs> You're like moving along. It's 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 based off of emotion, and I'm not. Uh, yeah, it's not real. <laughs> anyway, um, what were you saying? <laughs> I was so intrigued by what was going on at the computer that I honestly forgot. Um, no, oh yeah, it's just, when someone talks at me, it just drives me to, to rage. Like I can't, I can't function in that kind of environment and being spoken to in that manner. It's just I don't appreciate it. So that's just how I feel about talking at talking to. That's open communication, you know. Um, I mean, sorry, I hate to cut you up, but by definition, mansplaining would be a 
would be no um talking at would be a type of mansplaining could be considered a type of mansplaining mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i feel you on that one i wish you'd give us the definition but mm. mansplaining uh a a blend word of man and informal for explaining. <laughs> Just read it. Okay. Um, a projector of a projector of term meaning uh, to comment on or explain something to a woman in a condescending, overconfident, and often inaccurate or oversimplified manner. So essentially, if you asked me about something about IT, which I am a professional in, mm. and I oversimplify my explanation to you because you don't know anything about it, I'm mansplaining depending on how you're feeling on that particular day. Yes, that's accurate. Because if you did that to me, I wouldn't think that was mansplaining. Me personally, I would think that was effective communication. Because mm-hmm. I don't understand what you're talking about when you talk about IT. I don't I don't get it. I'm not in that world. Um, that's not my universe. So you... I guess, quote unquote, dumbing things down. I don't know how else to say it, but softening your language um, to suit where I'm at is actually effective communication. But let's take a look at this from a mental health perspective, right? So you say, I don't, don't, don't like kick someone, you know, like you say I am bipolar or I have bipolar. I don't know which one it is. You do which one? Correct me. Which I am bipolar. Okay, I am bipolar. So you say you're bipolar, and you go on to give a definition of what you know or feel or believe bipolar is. Mm -hmm. And then I come along and I say to you, you know what, bipolar, (laughs) bipolar. I mean. It's not a real disease. You know, it's not something real. It's just, it's made up. So that's inaccurate. And I'm oversimplifying and I'm explaining something. So that yeah. would be like an example. Yeah. So I think that, I think there needs to be, I don't like the way that's like, directed towards men. Directed to, directly specifically towards men because women can do that too. Yeah, women can. Women do. Do, yeah. They so, do. Yeah. Put a man in a situation with a woman, she might do that to him. Yeah. So, I mean, but I mean, I don't know, in a mental health perspective, are there situations where do you feel like sometimes maybe a healthcare professional might oversimplify or dumb something down to you or like a nurse or, or, or some kind of professional doctor? I don't know. Do you feel like maybe when you're in a situation, does something like that happen? I feel like... and. Thank you for asking that. In situations like that, I'm I'm talked at. You know, they'll use terms, turns of phrases that I don't understand. So they're condescending. They're and condescending. They're o- and they're overconfident. And some of them are men, and some of them are women. No, no, no. I, I, didn't, yeah. I, I, didn't, I didn't. I didn't put a sex on anything here. I'm just asking if they were condescending or over and overconfident. Yes, overconfident, condescending. Now, are they are they inaccurate or do they oversimplify? Are they, is the things they say oversimplified in any manner? Um, they're. I wouldn't. Say, I, w- I wouldn't know if they're inaccurate. I'm not going to know until the autopsy. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but so I don't know about the inaccurate part. But they do oversimplify your emotions. Like what they'll they'll kind of over, oversimplify what you're feeling in that moment. Like you know oh don't worry this this it's gonna pass it'll be fine you're okay 
you're fine, you're okay. Like they'll say things to you in a very they're condescending. So they they're are. healthcare professional explaining. They're, yeah, they're okay. d- they're physician splaining. Physician splaining. Physician splaining okay. is what they're doing. Okay. New word, coined yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> physician splaining, and it's not, and it's that's that's why it's important to know the difference between being talked to and talked at. Like if you're feeling in an uncomfortable space, someone's talking at you, and you're feeling completely uncomfortable with the situation, jump in there and be like, listen, you know, I don't appreciate the way you're speaking to me. Let's change the conversation. And have a conversation where you're being spoken to, not spoken at. And that's key in any situation, but especially when you're in, you know, the mental health care system and you're dealing with doctors and nurses and people who don't necessarily always listen to what you have to say. Um, you you got to make them listen. You got it's important to make them listen. So. The last thing I want to talk about today was uh, communication and technology. Now, I didn't have a lot of technology growing up. I had a television. I had a Game Boy. <laughs> no, a Game Gear. A Game Gear. And that was the extent of what I had growing up. Um, I remember reading the newspaper with my dad when I was a little kid. I remember watching um, MASH with him, so I learned the history, a little bit of Vietnam War history or Korean War history. Sorry, my bad. Um, and uh, I I just don't remember technology being an issue or a problem for me. I don't know about you, JR. Uh, well, it depends on what you define as technology. Because, for example, you had a VCR, which was technology. I mean, you're able to replay a motion picture that would have been only been able to be seen at a theater pr- previously or on television at a specific time. Mm-hmm. Right? So there's different, different degrees of technology and innovation. So, I mean, technology plays a huge role in communication. I mean... You you said you looked at a newspaper. Well, that's a form of communication. Yeah. Um, you know, mass print, um, the printing presses. That's communication. So I mean, there's different methods of communicating today. So you know, we may not read newspapers as, as frequent now, but you know, we do look at. I don't know what's the website. Maybe Huffington Post or something like that for 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 news. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's. We've cut out the middlemen, so now there's you know Instagram and Twitter, so something could just um, go viral based off of just sheer interest by uh, the, the 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 active user population on those platforms. So I, I think there's the, there's technology and communication um, go hand in hand, and we've just we're just there's a, there's a constant evolution in in technology. I mean, if I speak to my parents when they were children, there were no TVs. Right, like, mm-hmm. or there were black and white TVs. I, I thought my parents are old; they might not have been no TVs. <laughs> <laughs> my parents are old. Might, they might not have been TVs, but I mean, and so and you know, to see a motion picture, you had to go to a theater or something, um, or I don't know. There's a communication. I'm more involved. referring to, I guess, the, what I'm more referring to is the, like the advent of the cell phone and the PC. Like, um, well, I mean, you had to invent the the telephone first. You had to have the um, mainframe computer before you had the personal computer. Um, I mean, these they've aid they just they've, time everything evolves. So the personal computer evolved into um, the actually the personal computer and the mobile phone actually evolved into the thing that came to they came together to become the um, the smartphone, um, mm-hmm. which is where we are today. So I mean. 
it's just a matter of the mediums changing. I mean, mm-hmm. when, you, when you were younger, you probably had to have a computer and you had to use a search engine to find information. Mm-hmm. And your cell phone, you could text message somebody maybe, um, but you had to call somebody. And then, you know, fast forward 10 years, now that can all be done on one device. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. We're just merging technologies to aid uh, in communication. Now, let's look at things like text messaging. Yeah. Before I used to have to write a letter, let's say I you know, had a friend at school and I wanted to pass her a note, I'd write a letter. Um, now I'm texting her, but the language is different. Things are shortened, like the LOLs and the BRBs and the you are for your. You're just living in a time where, where things are evolving a lot quicker than they would have before i mean if you compare you've read shakespeare that was that's english that that is that the, is old that, english that is english that there was a period in time where that was the language that was spoken by the people that were living uh today it, the language has evolved it's evolving a lot quicker today like we're adding you know 10 20 words to the to the dictionary a year um but it's evolving quickly because we're so everyone's able to communicate like we're so connected together that someone creates a word um it it could catch on very quickly i mean the word that comes to mind i think is bootylicious bootylicious in the webster's dictionary like that that word make it to the oxford that word comes to mind just because it was it was in a song um and that song was popular across the globe um and then the word became synonymous with um a body type and it uh, it was placed in the dictionary, and it is now a word in your vocabulary that you can put in an essay and submit to your professor. And That's wild. and I mean, they could be angry and then, and try and not give you a grade, <laughs> but like you might be able to petition it. I'm not saying put delicious in your essay, but like you know, you, you, you can make the argument. You can make the argument. So. Is that but, it? Is that technology is just it's so, it's just moving so quickly that like our technology and communication moving at the same speed? Like I really want to know. That, that doesn't even make sense to me what you just said. Tech, or technology and communication moving at the same speed. Like the concept of communication. Like is it moving at the same speed? Communication's a concept? <laughs> Listen to what I'm asking you. Okay. <laughs> Please. Okay. I know technology is a form, like a medium for communication. I get that. But our technology and communication, effective communication, the communication we've been discussing today, moving at the same speed. And the reason I'm asking this is because of the language comment that you just made. Well effective communication would what do you define as effective communication the ability to actively listen um the ability to assert yourself in a conversation um the ability to read nonverbal and verbal cues um and yeah just being engaged and the ability to analyze, I think, being analytical as well. 
Um, so if that's if that if that's what you define it as, then I would say that uh, technology is actually um, reducing um, the ability for us to communicate. They're not increasing at the same rate. They're actually moving different in different directions. Ooh. You just blew my mind a little bit. Just use your logic. I mean, think about how you and I are able to communicate uh-huh. as cousins. Uh-huh. Okay. And look at our younger cousins and how they communicate. When they're here, they're on their cell phones. You and I are talking. We're having a conversation. Yes. So when you're having a, so we might be exchanging the same information. But you and I are exchanging information faster. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're, we're using nonverbal cues. Mm-hmm. Um, like, think about how many times in a text message um, that... Like, this is one of the problems that I have consistently. That's why I'm, like, so direct in my text messages. Because I'm like, I don't have time. Because there's no... You can't have emotion in this. Like, you, you no. can't understand... Emotion, like, emotion. via text. You can't text. understand it via text. You can't. you can't. Right? So... No matter how many LOLs you put behind it. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. So you have to just, like, you be direct. Right? And then that's why my, my messages are directed. And when I'm in person with someone, we can have some sort of conversation where we can in, introduce nonverbal cues where you can see that, you know, I can say something that's kind of cheeky and just kind of like wink or <laughs> and you can yeah. see that it's, it's, it's I'm being sarcastic or, you know, it's, I'm, I'm it's, being it's, silly it's, it's or being whatever. Silly, right. You can see those emotions by the nonverbal cues. So I think as technology develops and takes over how we communicate, we're actually losing our ability to communicate. But that's been from the, at the beginning of time. Like from the time we started using language to communicate, we stopped using verbal cues. I think back to the beginning of the initial thing I was trying to say earlier, mm-hmm. which was um, as we learned to develop language, we, we lost our ability to use nonverbal cues. Okay. If I had a mic, I'd give it to you so you could drop it. So we talked a lot today about effective communication. And, you know, I feel like I've learned a couple of lessons thanks to JR. Um, I learned that mansplaining is not a thing. Um, (laughs) I learned that mansplaining is not a thing, ladies. Uh, So let's just get that out of our mouths. Um, But I just... To everyone out there going through anything related to mental health, any kind of crisis, and if you're if you are for whatever reason locked away, um, effective communication is the key to getting out. There were times where I had to complain on nurses, I had to complain on doctors, I had to advocate for myself, and the only way I was able to do that was through my ability to communicate and understand those nonverbal and verbal cues. Though we talked about it and I struggle with it still, um, I'm working on it, and it's important that we all work on it. With that said, that has been the dish of the day. Um, JR, please tell them how they can reach us. Most definitely you can reach us and Onika at dish, D-Y-S-H, at daintydish.com. That's D-A-I-N-T-Y, D-Y-S-H.com. Uh, thank you so much for listening. We truly appreciate you. Um, if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, give us a five. You deserve five. Thank you so much. Uh, if you're listening to us on YouTube, uh, SoundCloud, or any other platform, your favorite podcast platform, thank you so much for listening. Uh, we appreciate your positive support. Uh, yeah, and that's it for me. Like I said, that has been the dish of the day. I hope you all have yourselves a very, very, very happy hump day. <laughs>